All right, welcome guys and gals to the thing, the Nancy List thing. She's still on vacation, so I'm doing it solo. Why am I doing it solo? Because, well, I'm trying some stuff out here. I've got a couple of articles myself that I hand curated this week all by my lonesome, no helps. I have a pre-recorded segment that we've got done here as well that's going to cover a couple of topics that happened this week. So let's dive into it. I'm going to give you a rundown. First up, we're going to go through some entertainment news in a segment that I'm going to call an entertainment. Um, work in progress. Entertainment sounds good, though, so we're going with it today. Um, talk about a couple of entertainment things that dropped during the week. We're going to have a special guest come on for the pre-recorded side. That's going to be a political thing this week. We're going to talk a couple of items in there. Um, and lastly, we're going to fit up Finish up with some video game news. So, without further stalling, let's get into it here. Um, entertainment. So, our entertainment news of the week. We've got three things. One, a piping hot story that dropped earlier, and we're going to skip over it, though. And we're going to dive into the first thing I want to talk about today, which is there's a new Flintstone series coming, apparently. That's right, Elizabeth Banks and Warner Brothers teaming up for a new adult-oriented Flintstones comedy. Yay, we get to meet them all over again. It's great. It's awesome. Let's not have it be another Family Guy, though, right? We don't need another Peter Griffin, another Stan Smith, another Homer Simpson, another name a TV dad name here. Let's just bring Fred back, let him be Fred, update the animation. Give us some good stories. Maybe age up the kids a little bit. Let's go from there. We'll see what it is. No idea where it's coming yet. No other news than that. It's cool. Um, wanted to shout it out because I love the Flintstones. Still do. Still watch them. Um, Verve. Shout out Verve. Partnered with Boomerang. Um, pulled up. Had their partnership. Uh, they were able to make that happened where you can pull that up on there a bunch of classic cartoons scooby-doo it's cool not sponsored by the way hashtag not an ad hashtag could be an ad possibly one day anyway so that happened moving forward um we got the big news that we've got casting reports from bond 25 um captain marvel's Lashana lynch is going to play Don 007 in bond 25 that's right. So this article I happened just to see it from that I decided to share this week was from IGN, um, as was the previous one. As is a theme this week, IGN has my heart apparently this week. No, it's because I'm lazy and only had the time to check the one app. Sorry, that's what happens when it's just one admin running at the show. So, apparently what's going on right now is that they're going to cast a new, they've cast a new 007. Um, she will be Bond's replacement at MI6 for this movie. I'm hoping for this movie. I'm trying to be nice. I'm going to give you that before I give you my gut reactions. Um, she's, I guess, going to work with him and fight off his advances, and she's 007. They make it clear to say she's not James Bond. She's 007. I find the timing interesting that they cast a new 007 when they have him in his last role. Um, 
I hope it's not a change of direction for the entire franchise, which my gut reaction says it very well could be, and I'm not happy if it is. I'm hoping it's just a one-movie thing. I'm trying not to pass much judgment because I don't know any reasoning for the scripting decisions to do this. But we'll see. Um, If it becomes a female-led franchise, it kills kind of the idea of who James Bond is, in my opinion. So we'll see, because I'm a big Bond fan. I know I keep saying we'll see a lot. I don't don't really have a good, good feeling about it. Um, and I'm trying to be nice on the podcast here. Um, but let's just hope it's not one of those moves to ruin a franchise. I mean, Doctor Who decided to make the Doctor Time Lord, um, or the Doctor a female, which is totally plausible. She currently is a Time Lord. They can go back back and forth between. They've actually explained that in the show and shown it with the Master beforehand, which kind of hinted the Doctor was next. Cool stuff. Um you know, changing the gender of characters is obviously common. Changing the the um, the ethnicity of characters is common, as we've seen an uproar in the last couple of weeks over Ariel being cast in Little Mermaid because she's not a white redheaded girl. Who cares? Girl's talented. Let her sing. Dye her hair red. It happens. It's possible. Keep in mind, in the original novels, Ariel, and I'll, I'll preach this until I die, was blonde. Um... But things like that are happening, and then this, so we'll see. I just don't know if I like it. It just, you know what, I'm going to keep talking in circles around it, moving on, moving on, moving on. We'll come, we'll come back. Um, last thing to finish up, better thing, minute of the week. Cuphead Netflix TV show. Yeah, who'd have thought, right? So Studio MDHR and Netflix are teaming up to bring us a Cuphead show. That's right, it's just called The Cuphead Show. Like the game, it's gonna have 1930s-style animation, be hand-drawn but not to paper, not by the studio. It's Netflix's own in-house animation team doing it, which is fine. Um, Mugman's in it. It's gonna be safe for kids, written things for adults like your general shows are... Let's see what it's going to look like. It should be cool. No idea when it's coming out. And thank you, IGN, for the article. Good share. Thank you. So moving on. That's right. Moving on. We're just going to cover that real quick because there's not a lot to it. Um, the next thing up is my pre-record of the week. It's something else. Um, something I'm trying out. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, if you listeners out there enjoy it. Let me know on the Facebook page or on Twitter. You know where to find us. It's at PodThing. Um, we definitely would welcome the feedback for sure. Um, as we're trying to figure out how to make these things work and how to do them. So, yeah, I'm joined on this next segment by, well, of course I'll introduce him in there, but it's Mr. Michael Anderson. He's from the Liberty Talks podcast. He was gracious enough to give us some time today um, and talk about um, Twitter and government monopolies on big, or government wanting to break up monopolies on big tech. Sorry, it's it's been a late night. We're currently recording this at 12.30 in the morning, so here we go. Um, I'm going to kick it over to me. Wow, that's weird to say. 
um, in the pre-record, and I'll come back to finish up the show. So, yeah, and we will pick it up with... All right, and we're here with the political thing. So I found two articles I wanted to talk about for this on a Nancy List episode, and figured I'm not a good enough alone to talk about them. So brought in a friend. This friend happens to be a really good friend to freedom. He's Mr. Michael Anderson from the Liberty Talks podcast. Sir, how are you today? Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate you uh, having me on the show. Oh, yeah. No, no, no problem at all. I'm glad you were able to make some time to come on and talk about this. I know you're a busy guy. Yeah, between making Liberty win and electing Liberty legislatures, you know, and doing my own podcast, I, I, I love to come on the show, man. I appreciate it because I figured this is some stuff that's right in your wheelhouse, the government and technology. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, anytime you want to do a political thing, hit me up. Definitely, because you know how I feel about things when it comes to the politics side. I'm, and for this show's purposes, I've tried to remain neutral on it, and I'm still going to do my best while we talk. Yeah. So, well, I, Like I said, I appreciate you having me on. There's a lot of people just simply how, how uh, involved I am <laughs> in politics that kind of don't want to associate with me because they're kind of just afraid of, you know, politics nowadays. So I appreciate you. Like I said, I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, no, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, so this first one I've got here is an article from CNET um, regarding Trump, Twitter and uh, representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, um, who we were referred to as everyone else does by her initials of AOC. The infamous AOC. I have some strong opinions about her that we can talk about offline, um, but let's get to this real quick. So the courts ruled that Trump can't block people on Twitter because he's the president. So now people are suing because AOC blocked them. So I feel like this is opening a can of worms that's also completely unnecessary. But am I wrong in feeling that way? No, I honestly, I'd say you're absolutely right. Uh, you and I share a lot of political opinions. So um, I think you kind of know where I'm going. Conservative libertarian, I think, you know, I believe in a limited government, if even a government at all. I think the point of government is to uh, defend life, liberty, and property, or as you and I would call it, defending individual rights. So the fact that the government's trying to get. In- yeah, right. So the, the fact that the government's trying to get involved with this in the first place, I think I think it's like you said, they're opening up a can of worms. Um, there's a lot of conservatives that would say, oh, we need to go, we need the government to get involved and to regulate tech companies and to break up these big tech companies um, because they're censoring conservative and independent voices. And therefore, we need to make a level playing field. But I don't I don't subscribe to that nonsense. I think that, you know, these tech companies are individual. Uh, they're, they're businesses. They have individual rights over their business. They have the, the private property rights where they can decide what they want to do. Um, so let's just take this whole thing, for example, right? Like what's going on exactly? Um, people are saying that the president of the United States cannot block anybody because it's violating their you know, First Amendment rights. Who knows what the, what the, what the nonsensical argument even is exactly, right? Um, so, you know. Tongue in cheek, I see what's going on now. Other people are saying, well, if the president can't block people, then how can Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez block people, right? So, I mean, 
I get the I get the tongue in cheek, you know, ness of this, but I don't I don't I don't think it's necessary. Like the president should be able to block people, AOC should be able to block people, and just because you're blocked doesn't mean you can't read their tweets. Like you don't they don't block you like in your IP address. You could very well log off, look at their Twitter account, or just create a fake Twitter account and follow them and look at their tweets. So I think it's like you said, they're opening up a can of worms where there's so many other issues in this world, in this country, we should be focusing on from mass incarceration to endless war, you know, you name it, we could be discussing it, but we're sitting here discussing, you know, should the government regulate the tech industry? And is that a, a legitimate form of, you know, government regulation? Noting it's, it's worth seeing that it's basically people are saying you blocked me, you've hurt my feelings because I can't read you and I'm too lazy to do the effort to actually go around that. Yeah, essentially. I mean, like I said, you could you could log off your Twitter account and look at their Twitter account and see their tweets without being logged in. Or you could just make another Twitter account. I mean, you have two Twitter accounts. You know, I have two Twitter accounts or even more because of the organizations I'm involved in. Just switch over to your other Twitter account if you really want to see what President Trump or Representative Ocasio-Cortez is saying. Just go look at it. Why are you making such a big deal about it over over? getting blocked like are we are we really are we really discussing in 2019 should it be illegal for people to block people on twitter like what does this world come to i mean yeah we're in the world where people are mad over the casting of a mermaid yeah to now getting their feelings hurt over twitter blocking them and i mean there is something that I'm still mad about you know and i'm gonna bring it up again because i talked about it a little earlier on the show um the, the female James Bond coming out. You know, this is the world we live in today with representation coming along, and I'm all for representation. Now, people getting their feelings hurt and not doing the work to look around it, I don't I don't feel like this is anything that needs to be even ad- addressed. Thicker skin. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's many cases out there to say certain things like, um, I know many libertarians and conservatives that have problems with tokenizing characters in mainstream uh movies like the lion king or uh, you know not the lion king but like the little mermaid and like uh spider-man i get it but i don't think these are big battles to like die on or even to make a big case about it. it's your personal preference um and that's how it should be on twitter and facebook too your personal preference who you want to be able to follow you or interact with you um but but again like like i said like these are kind of non non-issues I don't, I don't really see them as like a big deal. I, there was actually, if you follow me on social media, I post up this meme where it was, uh, you know, an elephant stomping on something and it's like conservatives and it's like, you know, the NFL, women's soccer, freaking all this nonsensical <laughs> stuff. And then you just see this little hippo running away and it's like, uh, crap that actually matters, right? Like there's so much stuff that actually matters. Um, yeah. But too bad. But the but the and, and not and a note. Nothing against you. Like obviously, this is a great segment. You know, like I appreciate you having mm-hmm. me on talked about this. But this is what the news media is now. They're they're trying to say, oh, should we should we regulate whether people can block people on Twitter or not? And I I, I think it's just nonsense. Yeah, I I'd agree. Just like I kind of have the same feels on the next article, also from CNET that we're gonna move into here. Um. The government is bringing antitrust against Facebook and Google and Apple and Amazon for some odd reason. When I see competition between all four of those against each other, 
and also about Facebook's upcoming cryptocurrency. Why? <laughs> Is That's, this because the, the 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 one that you have the the one side stump stumping for president on breaking up big tech for for what reason? I mean, Amazon has competition. We still have Walmart who is still thriving in the market. You have places like Costco that are still expanding. These are places that do compete with Amazon, uh, Facebook. I mean, we we've talked up. We the last thing we just talked about was Twitter. And Google and Apple are competing in the mobile market for sure. So where is the where is the trust in this? Where where is the monopoly that they have? Well, yes, yeah, I, so, I don't see it. Yeah, we just kind of spoke about this a little bit, but I mean, so there's a couple ways to look at this. I mean, look at it. Um, so look, you know, these big tech tech companies are getting huge uh, nowadays. If there's a competitor against Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, I believe actually Facebook and Instagram are one and the same now. Like they're yes. they're at the same company, but it's like that. You know these these tech companies they get so big that they can just buy out their their competition, right? So I get the I get the idea of wanting to regulate it, wanting to make it like a free market, right? Like, um, but it's you're, by regulating the industry, you're not going to make it a free market. Um, these actually. <laughs> The CEOs and the head of these companies like Mark Zuckerberg are actually asking for the government to intervene. They are 100% willing to work with the government because they want the government to establish them as a monopoly. What a lot of people may not know is they think the government they think the government is supposed to break up monopolies. What they don't understand is that usually via the regulation, they usually build up an industry and take out all their competition. Therefore, creating a government monopoly. So, um, like I said, I think these are private businesses. I think that they will uh, succeed or fail on their own. I don't think the government needs to get in to make sure, oh, well, we're having trouble trying to figure out what to do about hate speech. And some people like our policies, some people don't. You know, government, please come in and help us out to make sure our company runs better. No, um, you are put on the free market, so you better compete with Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all these other places. And uh, you know what? If your users don't like your policies, if your users think that you're censoring people, then uh, you're probably going to go out of business. The, the way I see it is that leftists, if you take a leftist in 2019 and they, they would have tried to regulate Blockbuster, they would have tried to regulate, you <laughs> That's know. That's true. They would try to regulate Blockbuster uh, all, these days. Yeah, because they think, oh, Blockbuster's the end all be all to movies it's like no we there's competition there's technological innovations things will m keep moving or or they would have regulated myspace you know like this is the end all be all i don't i don't genuinely think facebook and twitter are the end all be all will they be here for a long time yeah yeah will they be here you know, long after i'm dead and gone maybe but i think you know you got to let the market decide you got to let competition uh, survive and when the government gets involved in these industries usually what happens and don't take my word for it go do your own research you know usually what happens when the government gets involved is they are building these companies up and taking out their competition and like i said mark zuckerberg wants to work with the government he wants the government to regulate his industry because he doesn't know what he's doing wrong so he wants help it's true yeah i mean if he listened to the users of facebook he'd know what he's doing wrong yeah, and same with same with YouTube and all these other <laughs> sites. You know, they they started 
a lot of these sites started as such a great uh, platform. Like YouTube is is an amazing example. YouTube, you, tube, you on the TV, you on the screen, you the individual. You can make money. You, right? The individual. And now what is it? Now you as the individual cannot make money. You the individual cannot get on YouTube as easily as you used to. You on YouTube, you the individual have to try to figure out the what is it called? Um, the algorithms. Al yeah, there you go. The algorithms. You have to now. Now the algorithms are against you. So yeah. all these companies started off as something really good, an awesome marketable product, and then what they did was they took over the market and then they lowered you know, their, their standards and said, okay, well, everybody knows our name. So now we can do whatever we want. You know, it's, it's a complicated issue. I mean, should the government get involved? Possibly, but I don't like the, the idea of the government getting involved. I like the idea of an entrepreneur coming up with a new idea and destroying these tech companies via his ideas and competition, because that's how, that's how society moves forward. That is progress. That is progressivism. If you if you want and, true progressivism, let the free market work itself out, and we will progress faster and better than any other way before. Especially, oh, and like, and I don't and I don't mean to cut you off, but like especially in the government coercion, like you have two choices, right? Two choices: government coercion, and you have the free market, right? Which one do you think is going to be more progressive? Which one's a better progressive idea to to progress society forward? Force and coercion via government or voluntary associations and competition via the free market. I will take the free market any day of the week over force and coercion from the government. Well, yeah, and to piggyback on that, free market's why we're able to sit here and talk about this on a podcast where there's bunches of podcasters out there. This is something that the free market allows us to do. Um, Amazon becoming as big as it is is a direct result of the free market. It started as a online bookstore in the 90s and look at it today it's been around for not even 30 years yet and yeah. it's one of the biggest companies in the world and that was because it was able to piggyback and build and outdo its competition which was physical retail it was a new thing when the internet came around and there's nothing stopping anybody from coming up and doing this to make this even a non-issue yeah, no, Amazon's amazing. And a lot of the people going after Amazon, even like, let's just say, you know, 2020 presidential candidates, they go after and attack Amazon. I don't think that's smart. You know, in many cases, what people are doing on the left when they go out and attack these big companies that everybody likes. I mean, keep in mind, everybody loves Amazon. Like, I'm sure you and I use Amazon on a weekly, if not monthly basis to buy stuff. I at least, at least once every month or so I do. My wife uses it a little bit more than I do. <laughs> exactly. So you got, so you got to keep in mind the uh, consumers love what they're getting from Amazon. The problem is they don't like, like, they don't like that they make so much money, right? That they, that they're not paying their fair share. Okay. So Instead of going after a company and like creating a class warfare type of system, right? You're just saying, oh, we need to eat the rich. We're poor. They're not paying their fair share. Change up the tax code. Like just, just go change up the tax code. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a small government person. I believe in economic freedom. So like I don't think we should tax everybody at a crazy rate. But if you're a Democrat running in 2020, your message should be let's change the tax code. Let's not eat the rich. Let's not blame Amazon for being such a bad boogeyman. No, they're amazing. They've, 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 they have destroyed some businesses because 
they are amazing competition. You can get things faster, cheaper, and better than you can when you go to Best Buy sometimes. Now, there's also One some updates. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So there, there is some upsides going to Best Buy. You can get it right there. But when you could get one-day or two-day shipping with Amazon Prime, then you're going to use Amazon Prime. Like I said, the consumers love Amazon. They just don't like that they're making so much money. So it's an interesting dichotomy. Um, but I don't think going after the company as like a as an entity and trying to make them out to be a boogeyman is the right thing to do. I think you're going to need to focus on policy. And, you know, breaking up these these tech companies, breaking up Amazon, more than anything, like I said, usually when the government gets involved, they're building a monopoly. They're not breaking up a monopoly. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I really don't. You see, personally, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> um, and like I said, I have to. I, I, I'm doing my best to remain neutral on this, but I think I've let it come through a bit that I definitely think that this is bogus. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to let that sit. I think I'm going to let that sit there, and I think we're going to end a political thing for the day. Um, Michael, thank you so much for joining me, man. Um, is there anywhere you anything you want to plug for us here? Anything anywhere you want us to follow you on, like this on well on these social media giants? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, so you know, my name is Michael Anderson. I am from Liberty Talks Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Michael the Number Four Freedom. That is Michael for Freedom. Um, and uh, check out my podcast. Uh, you know, I'm on TV, radio, doing commentary about this all the time, and I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yeah, not a problem, man. Really, thank you so much for coming on, and I will have links to all of your plugs in the description for this episode. Thank you so much, man. I can't wait to have you back on. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. And we are back back that's right we are back from a political thing strong opinions i know i know look so like i said i wanted to try something different and that's what that was let me know your opinions again on 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 that segment um twitter facebook at pod thing let me know what you guys think um i think you know it might be something we try more in some different formats Maybe instead of doing monthly deep dives with special guests all the time, maybe we'll just do some guest segments for a while. Let's see how that works out for us. Um, so that being said, let's move on to some lighter news. Um, this week's video game segment, video game thing. That's right, video game thing, video game news, you know, that. Got a couple of things. I'm gonna start off here with the big with this one. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Square Enix has no plans for any other platforms than PS4. Why did they say that? Because somebody at Microsoft, European Microsoft, leaked some Xbox things about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Someone done goofed, and yeah. So Square Enix had to respond to it, of course that. It will be released for PS4 only on March March third, twenty twenty. Not just the not not the Xbox One, as previously tweeted by someone at <sighs> Xbox Germany Facebook pages. So take that as you will. We'll see what happens. I know, short, sweet little piece there. I don't have much to say other than hey, some dude done fucked up. Um, probably hit the wrong button. You know the hey, do not share button instead of the yeah. 
So probably meant to hit the do not share button instead of the share button, but hit the share button instead and ungoofed. Moving on. Nintendo. That's right, Nintendo. They're going to dominate the last part of this show today. I'm sorry, but they are. Um, we're going to start off talking about this. Nintendo had a um, general meeting, shareholders meeting this month. Anyway, so uh, Shigeru Miyamoto has contested the idea that Nintendo has fallen behind on technology, such as online network services and VR. Again, from IGN. This came up on July 8th. This is dating me a little bit here, but anyway. So, everyone's saying Nintendo's fallen behind because of the way things go. The thing is, Nintendo doesn't really publicize what they work on until it's ready to be announced. Look at the Switch, look at consoles in the past, games that they've done. They haven't announced them until they're ready to announce them. Leaks be damned. Um... He's they address the cloud gaming as well. Um, and here's the thing with it, all right? You got to look at cost wise for Nintendo versus their actual install base and their target audience range. Target audience for a Nintendo console is not, you know, the 30, 40 year old gamer like most of us who are probably listening to this are. It's the kids, man. It's it's those kids in that age between like seven and 14. That's your Nintendo target demographic hardcore. As they mature, Nintendo's going to stick around. I love my Switch. I still play the crap out of it and love Nintendo games. I understand I'm not the target for them. Um, online's not their focus at that. And that being said, online's not a focus for them at all. They're about the, the couch co-op. Look at the Switch. Controllers pop off. Well, we'll get to that. Um, controllers pop off. You can play them together. It's awesome. You know. Great way to do it, bring it with you, play with friends sitting in the airport, sitting on an airplane, on a bus, waiting for a bus, out to dinner, out to drinks, whatever. Hopefully if you're out to dinner, out to drinks, you're not playing on your Switch, you're actually socializing with the people around you, like an adult, not not some, never mind. Um, but yeah, so cloud gaming is something else they talked about, they think it's going to be something more widespread in the future, he has no doubt they'll continue to games that are fun because they're running locally though, not on the cloud, and that's true. You know, a big thing is going to still be physical local media, things you download yourself or put that disc in to install yourself or that cartridge in to play yourself. Um, that's a big thing on it. As for VR, do you really think Nintendo VR is going to be a thing? I mean, they kind of did it with the, the cardboard of the Labo, but not worth it. Um, VR may be the way of the future, but we'll see until it gets a little bit more mobile, maybe more wireless, etc. We'll see what happens. Um, more Nintendo news, though. Senpai here announced a new console. Well, not a new console, a refreshed version of a console. The Nintendo Switch Lite, or as I've been affectionately referring to it all, all week, the Nintendo Light Switch. That's right, the Light Switch. Um, the Nintendo Light Switch is a switchless switch. Does that make sense? I didn't think so. Um, I guess the best way to describe it is it's your Switch. Joy-Cons don't detach. So their Joy-Cons are perfectly mounted, so you can't do any of that cool stuff. Don't have the HD rumble features. Take it or leave it, I guess. Um... Get a little bit smaller screen size is 5.5 inches, which also trades off to about 30% less weight as well. 
a little bit of an upgraded chipset in there, increasing the battery life. So it's up about about half hour on both ends from three and a half to seven and a half hours from three to seven. Um, it's got a D-pad. Hey, they can put a D-pad on that and it doesn't detach, but they still can't put one on the switch. I understand the reasoning. I do. I do. All right. I understand. So you can take them off, play with each other and blah, 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 blah. And it's only available on that, but you know, you can get one with the D-pad to put it on the handheld mode version of it and on handheld mode. Just release me one left Joy-Con that I can put a D-pad on when I dock my controllers in the, you know, the little paddle. Put it in there, have a D-pad, play my games. Yeah. Or you're going to make me pay 60 bucks for a pro controller. That's how it's looking, huh? Anyway, um, no TV connectivity at all with the Nintendo Light Switch. It's no video output, no dock, none of that. Bright side, it is $100 cheaper than the Switch. At $199, slotting into the 3DS XL price, rip 3DS, moment of silence for our thick, tough boy. All right, moments passed. So, here's the thing. Um, this is cool for people who need a console. If you don't have a Switch and you just want something more portable, Go for it. You have kids and you don't want them fucking up your shit? Get them this. Um, I guess, if they're playing games. If not, don't. Or get them a 3DS because that thing's got a great library and the game bucks cheaper. Wow. Games that came out four, five, six years ago are still only $20 cheaper than a Switch game. Looking at you, Nintendo, with those prices. Come on now. Why do you think we buy used? But take it as you will. It's a it's a great thought, good console for beginners. And no, it's not a Switch Pro. We didn't get that, so rip those thoughts. But the actual original Switch, which we're now going to call Switch Prime, um, is getting an upgraded CPU and more storage space. Yay! No, still no Switch Pro. It's just the same chipset of the Switch Mini, of the light switch, rather. Just... In the regular one. So now the only difference is dock or no dock. I mean, the big trade off is you can only play handheld mode games. And while most games support it, if you're a Mario Party fan, you gotta go buy Joy Cons and you're at 260 plus the game. Another there's almost 300 plus whatever other accessories you need for it external battery charger, etc. etc. So I mean, think about that for a minute first. And if you want to play four-player games, you got to buy two sets of Joy-Cons. That's 120 plus another 60. So it starts adding up. Um, yeah, take that as you will. It starts adding up on that. Um, so it really depends on the type of gamer you are. I know some people that the Switch Lite um, is going to be perfect for. I know other people that the Lite Switch, like myself, would not have been perfect for. I enjoyed to be able to dock it on the TV to play Mario Maker. That's right. More Mario Maker. We'll get back to that, too. Um, so Nintendo doing that, um, actually we'll go right into Mario Maker. So I made a level. I'll share it on the Facebook page. I'll share it on Twitter. Go play it. It's awesome. I was really just learning how to use it this time. And I think it's a fun little level I did. I think Miss Nancy beat it. I'll ask her her thoughts next week when she comes back. Um, so yeah, look for more levels posting coming soon. I've been working on a couple and they're going to start getting a little more tough than this one was now that I know how 
to use my stylus with this screen. So look forward to that. So moving to my last topic of the day. Um, usually this is where we'd go, hey guys, today's PSA. Let's talk about Florida Man. Let's talk about dumbass number one, dumbass number two. Hey, this guy jumped off a bridge and skinned his knee. And let's talk about that. We don't have a PSA. Miss Nancy's not here. I leave that for her. That's her segment. Shout out to Miss Nancy, though I just made her PSA sound like fluff. It's really not. We both enjoy it. I know I do enjoy talking about and making fun of those things. So next week when she's back, we'll have one. Instead, I want to talk about Area 51. Um, we got a Facebook group out there that's wanting to storm that boy and let's see these aliens. And I got to tell you right now, I'm down for the cause. That's right, there's one million of us idiots going to this, and another almost million people interested in going to this. Why do I call us idiots? Because it's never going to succeed, no one's going to show up, and that's the rule number one of organizing on Facebook. Make sure people are going to show up to your event. Set reminders, give incentives. Telling people they're going to storm a government base and people are interested in wanting to go, I guarantee you, you're going to get Chad, Kyle, Dwayne, uh, Maybe Greg from down the block. You might get Greg's sister, Christy. Who knows? You know, maybe those six or seven people like that will show up. And that's all that's going to be there. And then you're going to try Naruto run through the desert to avoid bullets. I'm going to be sipping my tea on the mountains watching it. We'll call it the Area 51 slaughter. If one million people actually do show up and you're really thinking you're going to Naruto run the dodge bullets because you're going to get in there to see aliens, would you not think we'd have the alien technology defending Area 51? I mean, we got probably got Metal Gear in there waiting for your dumbasses to come up and run up to the gates. So I'm totally watching. I mean, they say Chuck Norris is involved and I know a good Photoshop when I see one. How about you? Keanu Reeves, let's go. Now, I do know Elon Musk's package and flamethrowers, but if I've went against a laser, I think my money's on that laser every time, two to one odds. Um, so yeah, good luck. Don't Naruto run. Belly crawl. At least then the lasers have to bounce. Can you have a better chance of hitting the dirt first? Oh, I guess that was a PSA, huh? So yeah, PSA of the day. If you're going to invade Area 51 on September 20th this year, 2019, belly crawl. Don't Naruto run. Expect lasers. They're going to be waiting because you made a Facebook group. Trust me. They're going to be waiting for you. And then when you get there, you're not going to know what to do. Belly crawl. PSA. All right, guys. I guess that's it for this one. Until um, next week, I'm Corey. This has been a thing. And bye.